Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, sir. God will continue to bless and prosper you. And I just want to say a very big thank you to you. For me and my family, we are grateful, sir. My um, major success is traceable to you. And you are a source of encouragement to us. I just want to say thank you, sir. You are not just a little pastor, you're a mentor. Your time and encouragement has been a very great impact in our life. And I just want to say thank you, sir. I pray that God bless, bless your beginning and continue to uphold you to the very end. Thank you very much, sir. Wish you a long life and prosperity. Much love. A very happy birthday, Pastor Davis. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your patience. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for being my guide. Thank you for mentoring me. But specifically, I want to thank you for watching us, for teaching us about our identity in Christ Jesus. My prayer for you in this new year is that God will provide evidence for the message he has given to you. And I pray that you will enjoy God this year. I pray that you will celebrate this year in glory and honor <laughs> and I pray that you will have reasons to thank God to testify of his goodness in this land of the living this will be your best year yet and there will be more beautiful years to come may God take every promise he has given to you one by one one by one thank you so much Pastor David happy birthday I love you bye I want to wish you a happy birthday, Pastor Davis. Thank you for being a constant source of motivation and inspiration to us. You are a very good leader. I pray this year brings you accomplishments, achievements, a grand of all your heart desires, and most especially, more souls into the kingdom. A happy birthday, sir. Yeah, it's the love doing. You're celebrating another year today. We appreciate God's goodness over your life and we pray that the Lord Almighty will continue to strengthen you and give you more life to celebrate on earth. Happy birthday, Pastor. Thank you for everything you've been doing for us and my family. We pray that the good Lord will give you cause to celebrate this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. Have a wonderful day, sir. Happy birthday.
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Pastor Davis. Happy birthday to you. Hip hip hip. Hooray. Hip hip hip. Hooray. Hip hip hip. Hooray. God bless Pastor Davis in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Michael, didn't I wish Pastor Davis on his birthday? Pastor Davis, the Lord is your protection. You have made God most high your place of safety. Nothing bad will happen to you. No disaster will come to your home. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ogachukundine wish Pastor Davis on his birthday. Pastor Davis, God has put his angels in charge of you to watch over you wherever you go. They will catch you in your hands so that you will not hit your foot on a rock in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Pastor Davis, you're saying a very happy birthday to you from the Arotere family. Thank you so much for all that you pour into us. May God bless you and enrich you in every way in Jesus' name. Happy birthday. Hello and welcome to another beautiful Sunday service at the Lighthouse Digital Church. As always, we're so glad you could make it to church today. But before we get into the recap, I want to ask you a question. Were you in church last week Sunday? If you were, was the message good or what? Now, if you weren't, did you go back to watch the replay? Because if you haven't, I urge you to do so. It is guaranteed to bless your heart, I promise. Now, the message from last week was the word of God and the faith that moves mountains. Yes, mountains, because sometimes there are issues that just seem like mountains. No matter how hard we try to push, those mountains just stay where they are. And sometimes we just feel powerless against these issues and it becomes a hopeless or impossible situation. Now, what do we do when we're faced with these kinds of issues, we're faced with these kinds of mountains, these challenges, these obstacles that just wouldn't budge no matter the pressure we exert on them? We learn from our father Abraham. If we go to Romans 4.18, we learn that there was no reason for Abraham to keep believing. He was very old, well advanced in age. Sarah was very old, well advanced in age. But what did he do? He applied the word of the Lord to that hopeless situation. He kept hoping against hope that God was going to come through for him. And that is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Why did he believe? He had faith that god could not lie he had faith in the nature of god as sons and daughters of abraham that is the attitude we must invite from our father abraham no matter the hopelessness of the situation no matter the impossibility of that situation we just know that it is impossible for god to lie and because it is impossible for god to lie we keep hoping against hope and while we're hoping we apply the word of god because we know that the word of God is alive, it is active, it will always manifest. Let's get into today's message and have another exciting moment in the presence of our Lord. Please stay tuned. Hello, good morning. Thank you for coming to church today. I'm so delighted to have you in church. Today is going to be a powerful day for you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Today, I just want to tell you something quickly that um, today my book 
is going on sale on Amazon is called Glory and Honor, Volume 1. Why do we call it Volume 1? Because God has given me over 365 passages of scriptures that talk about the identity of the believer in Christ. Essentially, we have over 365 um, texts, not just even passages, actually write-ups and articles that speak about different areas on what we have in Jesus. Right. So the volume one is just what we have curated to release first. Over the subsequent months and years, we're going to be expanding that volume. It's going to be um, a series of volumes of, of books that will be so sh small. You can use them quickly in your house. You can use them to understand who God has declared you to be now. And by that, you can internalize what you have in Jesus. So if you, I would like everybody as part of this ministry to go on Amazon and download the kindle version is up today which are up today if before the broadcast is over if the uh, paperback and the ad cover is also approved by amazon the team will share the link with you it's been something that i've wanted to do for many years you know as you know the lord called me in to preach about the identity of the believer in christ everything i preach in this church is about who you are in jesus so i believe that resource is going to be a blessing to you it will help you to unravel the self-worth you already have in God. So you don't need to get your self-worth from the accolades of men or from what people are saying about you or from the label of society. You can go back into the book and look at what your father already declared you to be and that will change your life. Praise God. So um, the, the link is going to be on the screen uh, or you could just go to Amazon, type my name there, Davis K. Boy, type it on the search button. You will see all the other books there and you just pick up glory and honor and for those of you who are uh, gonna be who have volunteered to be a uh, love sales leader during this month the team is gonna be reaching out to you to book a training session with you so that we can teach you about how to use the same book to teach people in your neighborhood uh, about the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ about what God has done for us now if there's somebody in your heart in your neighborhood who hasn't known Jesus that's a good one to, to share with them they say listen Christ already reconciled the world to Jesus, you know, and the world to God. And therefore, they need to be reconciled to God. They need to take the action to participate in what Christ has done for them. And by so doing, they can take advantage of, of the death, the barrier, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Praise God. So, let us pray before we deep dive into the message. Wonderful Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to come again. To come again and minister with your people to your people to take the words that you've planted in my heart to share with them to encourage them to encourage them to help them to see the beauty of the lord jesus wonderful holy spirit do that which you alone is able to do marinate these words let these words be serenaded into the hearts of men and women boys and girls let these words lift them up, O God. Let these words, O Lord, glorify the name of Jesus. Let these words beautify Jesus. Let these words, Almighty God, edify your people. May they hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. May they hear the voice of our Daddy God speaking and whispering into their heart. I love you. I love you. You matter. You matter. 
I am delighted in you. May they hear these words, Almighty God, as we go through this in the name of Jesus. May someone live here, Almighty God, free, freer than they've come. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, wonderful Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, this month is the month of July. Uh, it happened to be my month, the month of my birth. So um, the Lord laid something in my heart that I want to share with you this morning. It's going to be a new series we're starting today. It's called Reigning in Life. Reigning in Life. Now, the month of July is very precious to me, not only because it's a month in which I was born, but also because it signifies the beginning of another set of journey in a year. The first six months is gone. You're starting the seventh month. It's like the month of perfection. Number seven is the month of what? Perfection. But it's also the beginning of the month of the second half of the year. And it's imperative, therefore, to uh, take uh, what we call an, do an audit of, of your life of over the past six months, what you have done, what you have achieved, and see how you have fared in terms of the goals you set for yourself, in terms of the places you, you meant to be or things you ought to have achieved. And when you come to do an assessment, you want to check and see whether you're making progress or whether uh, you're still in the same spot or whether some things have advanced in your life. Now, I want to remind you what the Lord told us at the beginning of this year. The Lord said to me, he said, and I shared it with every one of you in the church. I said, the Lord said, this is the year of exceeding growth. This is the year of exceeding growth. And the year of exceeding growth means in every area of your life, God expects you to grow. God expects you to begin to grow. All right? And growth is really wired into your DNA. Growth is wired into your DNA. So God created man in his own image. After his likeness, created he them. Now, when I spoke about this, this uh, exceeding greatness um, mandates that God gave us this year, I, 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 I used a scripture that is going to be on the screen. It's from Psalm 115, verse 14 to 15. In the Passion Translation, I said, God himself will fill you with more. Blessings upon blessings will be heaped upon you and upon your children from the maker of heaven and earth the very god who made you that's the word that i shared with you and i began to deep dive into the ramifications of what that means and essentially god is saying he's going to fill you with more blessings upon blessings which means uh whatever you've achieved the past six months is actually small compared to what god has in mind for you to possess so i'm excited about what the Lord is about to do what the next level either in the ministry in my life in your life in the lives of your children in the things that God has planned to do for you so get ready as you start this new second second part of the year in terms of the practical steps that you must take to cooperate with God so the today's message is called reigning in life but it is part one I'm going to cover this. I don't know how long it's going to be. It might be, it might be three, three series. It might be two series. I don't really know. But, you know, just stay with me and let's go through the journey as the Lord expands your heart to have more, to be more, to do more in the name of Jesus. All right. So may the Lord give you great increase. You and your children, may you be blessed of the Lord who made the heaven and who made the earth. Praise God. Amen. 
so there are five areas we looked at at the beginning of the year that the lord wants us to grow the first area is around being growing spiritually growing spiritually and the key thing about growing spiritually is about really understanding your identity in jesus understanding the word of god demonstrate demonstrating your spiritual gifts in the kingdom uh, your ability to grow in giving in walking in love in praying in evangelizing in the world you know in growing outreaches the lord wants you to grow in that area another area the lord wants you to grow is to grow materially and this has to do in terms of your wealth your investment your asset base you know if you are in debt god wants you to get out of debt you know so god wants you to grow materially then i spoke about physically physically god wants you to grow god wants you to grow in divine health god wants you to add wire exercises and good food into your regime god wants to make sure you take care of this body and there was a time many many years ago when we were in our other house and the lord told me and said if you don't take care of your body you can't live long enough to fulfill the mandate of god upon your life you know and i am also a work in progress in exercise you know recently and i started taking said i took up basketball you know like but i've got a court my um uh, um, a ring in my house you know, I try to do like every day I try to do like 20, 20, 20 minutes just you know throwing the balls through the hoops you know just to keep my heart going we need to work that into our regime relationally the Lord wants you to build great relationships you know there's want to be a destiny helper to someone to work uh, with your own destiny helper God wants us to be more selfless which means we we help other people you know with what God has blessed us with and then finally God wants you to grow mentally and growing mentally means to have your mind in the right place God wants to have a paradigm shift so if you to look at life through this lens that is colored and tainted God wants you to remove the colored and tinted glasses and just get you to look at life properly through the way things you look now the Lord himself will not ask us to grow if he has not adwired growth into our lives into our dna now <coughs> excuse me there's a scripture here in genesis chapter 1 verse 28 <coughs> excuse me genesis chapter 1 verse 28 the bible here says in the amplified version and god blessed them granting them certain authority and said to them be fruitful multiply fill the earth subjugate it that is put it under your power and rule over that's to dominate the fish of the sea the birds of the air and every living thing that moves upon the earth god wants you to do what to dominate growth is part of that god wants you to dominate to dominate is a measure of growth in the kjv in the kjv i looked at this same test genesis 1 verse 28 and it says god bless them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth so when you look at this text there are five things i want to call out which i believe is underlined for you to see the first one is be fruitful second one is god said he wants you to multiply the third one is god wants you to replenish replenish that's replenish restore make something to come to to the place it's meant to be subdue subdue it means to overcome and to dominate so now if you not look at that those five things that were hardwired into your dna into your spiritual consciousness when god created you those five things represent the number five 
which is the number of grace which is these are things that god gave to you without you asking for them these are things that you are, you don't have to work for so these attributes of being able to dominate to multiply to replenish the earth they are things that god has hardwired into your subconsciousness into your, into your subconscious rather and god now expects you because they are uh, they are they are things that were given to you based on the grace of god based on the unmerited favor of god what is left for you now is to take advantage of that which has, has been given to you so everyone on the face of the earth whether they're born again or they're not born again this mandate is for them everyone on the face of the earth is being given the mandate this fivefold mandate of of rulership that god gave to every human being so now how do we take advantage of that? Now that you are even born again, how do you take advantage of that? That's what I'm going to be talking about. And I'm going to be talking about how to reign in this life. How to reign in this life, you know? And uh, scriptures there within the context of the new covenant that we have been given, that will help us to know how do I reign? Now, remember, it's not asking you to reign over another human being. It's asking you to reign over the realm the sphere of influence that he has placed into your care so for example if you are a medical doctor are you working as a doctor god wants you to reign to rule in the in the medical space where he has placed you want to be he wants you to rule and reign in that space you want you to be the one who is an authority there so but that desire of god is in is wired into your spirit Therefore, the owners lie on you and me to deep into the spirit to pull that mandate out and to outwork it out into the, into the physical so that others can see it. You know, when I think about Adam in the Garden of Eden, for me, I look at the Garden of Eden in two ways. I look at the Garden of Eden as a physical location that existed some years back. Nobody knew where it was, know where it was, but we know it existed. But I also think about the Garden of Eden as a as a mental construct you know as a construct of the mind essentially god created man and god gave man the mind the mind of man when i say man i mean man and woman okay god gave the mind god gave humans the mind the mind as the garden and god said to humans you know keep it till it and keep it essentially god said you are responsible for ensuring that your mind is not encroached upon by the serpent or by the devil you are responsible for guarding your heart guarding your mind from encroachment of the outside world so till the till the the, the ground of your mind and keep it till it means prepare it so that it can produce harvest for you keep it means ensure that nothing outwardly nothing nothing untowardly come against your heart to overwhelm you you know, there's a, there's a, let's say um, an African proverb. African proverb. Um, it's in my language, so I, would, I can't speak my language here, but I'll say it in English. What it means is that it says that if the enemy within does not overcome you, the enemy outside can overcome you. Essentially, it's talking about that the internal world, your internal world, determines your outward reality. Which means if you are not conquered by your internal worlds, internal world realities, you cannot be conquered externally. 
even if let's say for example you know a society where you you're being conditioned consistently by the things that you hear that says you can't do this you can't do that you can't do that it is still how you internalize what you hear that determines what goes on in your life how that then begins to affect you so you have to realize that god has given you the power to dominate your own life to rule in your own sphere of influence all right so we're not talking about domination from uh, i'm ruling somebody else's life no the first life you must rule you must govern is your own life praise god so there are five things that god promised us in the book of genesis that has been adwired into the spirit of every single human being on the face of the earth if a baby is born tomorrow this baby has the mandate of dominion to dominate his own sphere of influence to ensure that his own sphere of influence is reigning and ruling in that in that place so to be fruitful means to grow or to increase that's what it means to be full means to grow or to increase is from the hebrew word parol to multiply is from the hebrew word rabal and it means abundance or great increase to replenish is from the hebrew word malay and it means to fulfill to accomplish to complete to bring something to its intended purpose to subdue is from the hebrew word Kabash, and it means to bring into bondage or to make to be subservient. And the final word is dominion, is pronounced Rodol, and it means to rule or reign as a king. So those five things were the things that God imputed or endued every single human being with right at the beginning of creation. So when I applied many of these five five mandates of creation as i love to call them genesis chapter 1 verse 28 then becomes an interplay of words that looks like something like this and god blessed them and god said unto them now notice carefully here that the way in which god pronounced a blessing is by speaking god pronounced god blessed them by saying God did not bless them by granting. God did not bless them by writing it on the, on the, in, the, in the book. No, God blessed them by doing what? By speaking out of his mouth. Now, remember that I've covered the power of the word. Last week, I spoke about the word of God the word of god and how the word of god is what will change your life now i today i'm not telling you that even god himself when god pronounced this five mandates upon your life he spoke he declared into your spirit person these mandates of creation he says god bless them and god said unto them god said unto who god said unto the spirits of adam and eve these words grow and greatly increase make the earth satisfy and serve your intended purpose and reign as a king over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the hair over every living thing that moves upon the earth god says i want you to reign as a king so today i'm going to be talking about how to reign as a king in this life i'm going to be talking about this dominion that the lord has placed upon you how do you bring these mandates that god placed upon your life how do you bring it to bear in every sphere of influence that god has put in your life now remember the word dominion is from the word Rador. 
and it means to rule or to reign as a king the first thing you know you need to know here is number one you are a king or a queen my god you are a king or your queen or a queen you know in my new book i spoke something about in the book of sam sam um chapter 8 verse 5 god says what is man what is a human that you are mindful of him essentially god is saying the bible was, was saying that what is a human being that your mind is full of him why is the mind of god so full of us why has god made us lower than himself the bible says what is man that you are mindful of him or the sons of man that you you, you you pay attention to him you have made him a little lower than the angels you have crowned him with glory and honor you have crowned with what glory and honor and the word glory and honor as i explained in my book please do go get it is the word majestic splendor that word is talking about royalty god literally crowned you as a king god literally crowned you as a queen if you were to look in the realm of the spirit and you were to look at yourself people of god what you will see is someone attired in the robe of royalty what you see is someone who's got a crown upon his or her head what you see is a picture of someone who is got a royal staff in your hand that's what you will see that is what god has endowed you with you are a king and you are a queen and what do kings do or what do queens do they issue commands they rule by words they rules by 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 the spoken word they rule by authority they rule by having an understanding a knowing of the office in which they operate in they know that their words carry uh, finality their words are commands so so you should know that the words you speak out of your mouth are commands that you are sending forth into the atmosphere that has the power to change life so you are a what a king or a queen and by default there cannot be a king without a kingdom you cannot be a king without a kingdom which means there is a kingdom there is a realm that has been given to you to dominate I want you to let that to seek in. How to reign as king in this life is to remember first that there cannot be a king without a kingdom. And a kingdom is nothing but a realm that you rule over. And in that realm that you rule over, there will be things that will confront you in that realm. There will be things that want to lord it over in that realm. There will be things that want to challenge you in that realm. In the realm in which you find yourself, there will be things that want to challenge you and affect you. There cannot be a king without confrontation. If you say you're a king over something, trust me, there are people who are rebels who are going to be wanting to flaunt the rule of the king. There are people who are rebels who are trying to try to topple the king. There are people who are like um uh like bandits who wants to steal things in your kingdom. I don't know whether you're getting this. I wanted to get a picture very well. There cannot be a king without a kingdom. If you are a king and you have no kingdom, you are leading nobody. You are just all by yourself. So if you are a king, you have a kingdom. Now, if you have a kingdom, that kingdom is subjected, will be subjected to external forces trying to take you over, trying to lord over you, trying to make your life miserable, trying to challenge you, trying to even encroach and take your land from you. 
And that's what happened to Adam. Adam in the garden, God gave him this garden and said, listen, I've given you this garden. It is your responsibility to keep the garden and to till the garden. But what did Adam do? Adam absconded responsibility. Adam was not responsible to oversee and take care of the business that God gave to him. And whilst Adam was asleep, whilst Adam was playing onky-ponky, guess what happened? The devil came and was speaking to the wife. The devil started to speak to the wife and said, look at what's happening here. And before you know it, the wife got tricked. And as you know it, Adam lost the kingdom. So, if you are a king, and God has made you a king, by the way. If you are a king, you have a kingdom. And if you have a kingdom, guess what? You are meant to rule and reign over the kingdom that God has given to you. The first kingdom to dominate is your own life. The first kingdom to dominate is your own life. You must rule your life and then rule your environment. You must rule your life and then rule your environment. How does a king rule? A king rules by decrees a king rules by decrees a king rules by speaking with authority i was talking to uh, a friend of mine yesterday actually i was talking to um a friend of mine yesterday i don't know two days ago i was talking to my friends and i was saying to them one of the things that the devil does is try to make you think your prayers don't matter Oh, that you know what? You, you, you don't know how to pray. Just call Pastor Davis. You don't know how to pray. God will not answer your prayer. Just call Pastor Davis. You know, who, who do you think you are? How can you pray? How can God answer your prayer? The devil winds you up like that. But that's a lie. And I said, and I, the question I pose is this. We must be careful. We must be very, very careful not to make the children of God feel that there is a formula to talk their own father i will repeat that i will repeat that we must be very careful when we preach when we talk about god that we are careful not to paint god as a god of formula that a child of god we need to walk through a a square plus b square equals c squared before that child of god can get from god or that child of god can 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 hear from God or that child of God can get God to answer his or her prayer. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Remember, a king rules by what? Decrees. Why did I bring this up? It's because at times when you are dead to, when I ask you to issue decrees, when I say people to speak about what they want and declare it, at times you start to think, oh, these are just words. No, I, I don't qualify. I can't just open a mind and just declare, who am I? And that kind of thought process, that kind of thinking, came from religious teaching came from people who have putting religious mindedness and putting you in bondage let me give you an example let me give you an example suppose somebody tells you and say says if you want to hear from god or if you want god to answer your prayer make sure you wake up at 12 o'clock in the midnight and pray for an hour because that is when prayer moves that is when the angels are moving that is the only time god can answer your prayers that statement is stupid you know why it is stupid because we are trying to bind god into our own time zone god doesn't work by time god doesn't is not bound by human times he doesn't he's not bound by that suppose somebody um was in is in, in australia when it's 12 midnight in your own town in that person's time, maybe it's already 12 afternoon. 
Are we saying that therefore God is sitting and here only listening to you? And that person now, when the person is praying, God is not answering him. Do you see how ridiculous that kind of thinking is? But you can you can go on YouTube and go find. This is what you must do to get something from God. This is what you must do before something comes. What is this? It's just ridiculous. I gotta ask you a question. Your own child. Would it not be an anomaly? Would it not be an anomaly? If your child, the child that lives in your own house, right? Has to have a formula to get something from you. Has to have a formula. Has to come to you at a particular point in time to be sure that you are going to even listen or give such a child an audience. If that were to happen in your own house, will you not consider it ludicrous? But we, we come up with all sort of ideas about God that is totally unbiblical. And then it makes you to doubt whether you, God can hear you, whether God hears you, whether you're not good enough, whether you cannot pray enough. And I'm saying to you, every kind of conversation that makes you think you are not good enough, you can't pray enough, God does not answer your prayer, is a lie from the pit of hell. I don't care who is preaching it on the pulpit, it's a lie. You don't need a formula to talk to your own daddy. Anything that will turn into works uh, or formula has become works. And what is works is not based on faith. You know what you should do? When you want to talk to your daddy, just say, Dear Father, good morning. How are you today? Uh, by, that, by the way, daddy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so absolutely grateful for what you're doing in the world. I'm so grateful for what you're doing in the world. Just have that kind of conversation with your daddy. I say, by the way, daddy, you know, don't remember I have this school fees coming up to pay. I trust you've dealt, you've dealt with it already anyway. I just want to say thank you. You are an awesome father. I'll see you later. Ciao. Bye. Start with that. Start something simple like that. Talking to God. Don't let's not let's not make it too difficult. Listen, God is not only hearing the prayers of your of your mouth, God is looking at your heart and is answering the prayers of your heart. Go back over your life and check it out. There are times when you have you have received from God without even long prayers. It was just a thought. Ah, oh, oh, how I wish this happens. And the next thing you know, boom, that happened. What's, what's up with that? How did that happen? And then some other ones is like, oh, you didn't pray enough. Oh, you didn't fast enough. Oh, you better, you better cry. You better cry. God is asleep. You better cry. You will not hear sinner. But you are not a sinner. Anyway, that's a bit of a digression. But I just want to call that in anyway, just so you can understand where, where I'm coming from. That you are a king. You belong in the kingdom of God, who is the king of the universe. And therefore, you do not need anybody to make you feel like you are a slave. You are not a slave in the kingdom of God. I don't care who has told you that. I don't care how it has been presented. You are not a slave or a servant. You are royalty. You belong in the house. You are a child of God. You are inside, not outside. That's who you are. And as a child of God, who is the king of the universe, you are a little God. You are a little God that God has placed in the sphere of influence you have been given to dominate. And how do kings rule? Kings rule or queens rule by speaking, by affirming, by decrees. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 says, Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? Bible says, Where the word of the king is, there is power. If you are a king, then you have got power. 
Praise God forevermore. You have got what? Power. You have what? Power. But how do you have power? It is in the word that you speak. It's in the word that you speak. Now, let me show you an example that will help. Let me give you an example that will help. Let me give you an example that will help. Suppose you say something and you don't believe it. You personally second guess yourself. So when somebody says, Oh, you don't know how to pray, you have to pray like this, and you think, Oh, if I don't pray like this, I'm not going to get an answer, then they make you to doubt yourself. When you doubt yourself, you are you are working against yourself, and therefore your prayers it's almost like your words don't carry power. So when God says that when you pray and you have no doubt, that's essentially what they say. Saying, first of all, know who you are, know you are you are royalty, you are a king, you are a queen, you are a, you are God's child. Your words carry power. So when you speak, expect to get an answer, expect to get results when you speak, because if you speak. And you think, oh man, God will not answer my prayer. Maybe I don't even know what I'm talking about. You are, you are creating a cross, a cross current that's going to affect your ability to even believe what you are saying. And if you don't believe what you are saying, who is going to believe you? Who is going to believe you? And so one thing I want to say here is that we must learn to be people of integrity. Let us learn to say what we mean and mean what we say. That way, when you are speaking and say, you go out of here in the name of Jesus Christ. Your mind will not tell you, are you sure you mean what you said? Or is that not what you mean? And then you get confused. You get confused and you don't get a result. You, you, you don't get a result not because God is not answering your prayers. You don't get a result at times because you're, when you speak those words out of your mouth, you don't believe it. But when you believe what you say, your belief follows the words you've spoken and it carries with it the power to make it to manifest. So, the Bible says, where the word of the king is, there is power. You are a king. You are a queen. Where your word is, there is power. So, when you say, this is what we are going to do, remember those words you have spoken. Carry with it the power to make it happen. Jesus Christ says, the words that are spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. Which means, what are not ordinary words? When you speak words out of your mouth, envision those words as spirits flowing and going to do that which you want it to do and ensure that those things actually come to pass. Words are not ordinary. Where the word of the king is, there is power. And because there is power, there is no one who can say to you, what are you doing there? That's what this Ecclesiastes of Edward is say. There is no one who can say to you, what are you doing there? So this week I encourage you, because to reign in life, you have to first of all know that what you are a king, you are a queen, you are royalty, and as royalty, how do you rule or reign? You rule by decrees and with authority. Ecclesiastes of Edwards four says, where the word of a king that is you, where your word is, there's power there. So when you say I am going to do that next week, remember. The, there are angels already assigned around you, ready to go and carry out that instruction. Hebrews chapter 1, I believe the last verse says that angels are servants. They are ministering spirit unto the heirs of salvation. 
angels and ministering spirits unto the heirs of salvation. Who are the heirs of salvation? We are the inheritors of the salvation that Christ bought for us. So angels are actually your bodyguards. They are your errand boys or girls, if I may say that with respect angels right they, they, they that's who they are and they are meant to carry your instructions and go out to make sure that those instructions come to pass angels are uh, at your dispatch riders they go and carry those words you've spoken and bring them to pass but in order for that to happen you must remember that you are royalty that your words carry power that you are not ordinary that you're not an ordinary person your words carry power you are a child of god your daddy holds the universe because your father holds the universe you can say this is what we're going to do here and don't doubt yourself don't doubt yourself don't doubt the words you said oh is it going to come past? Going to come? no just speak it and one other thing i want to say don't be afraid of embarrassing god god is never embarrassed if so if i don't see if i say now nah, what if it doesn't come, come to pass i will lose face you may think you are going to lose it but god is never god has not god is not going to lose face in you uh, god is not going to lose face by what you've done or even disappointed in you you know why i said that let me explain to you very carefully here we have prayed for people before i have prayed for people, at least two people at least in my own lifetime that were on the verge of death and i prayed and they died do you think if somebody is in that same situation tomorrow I will say I'm not going to pray because I think prayers don't work. Of course not. I will still go there and pray because I know that prayers work. You know why I know? Because prayers work in my life. Prayers work in other lives of other people that I've prayed for in different things. They've gotten results. If they have, if I've not gotten results from raising somebody from from the dead, the day is going to come by the power of God that I will raise somebody from the dead because I am going to keep persisting in this kingdom until I get the results based on what the Bible teaches. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say to you is I don't say, oh, I tried this prayer thing yesterday, it didn't work. I'm just gonna give up, this thing doesn't work. No, prayers work. The word of God works. Just work it. Work it first, it doesn't work. Keep going at it. One day you are going to get it. Now, there are patterns. There are patterns and ways in which the kingdom of God works, which over the next four weeks, I'm gonna be unraveling this, ruling, reigning in life as king, you know, to, to everybody. But I just want to set up this the framework here to say, look, the first thing, in order for you to rule and reign, you got to know first that you are a king, that you are royalty. And as royalty, you rule by decrees. You rule by the words you speak. You must know that you have authority. There cannot be a manifestation of power unless you know you have the power. Unless you know you have the power. Let me give an illustration that will bring this home. Suppose you are in this country, they don't have that, but in Nigeria, where I came from, uh, we have people they call traffic warders, traffic wardens. You know, they control traffic because, you know, there's no traffic like they control traffic. And if the traffic warden goes to uh, stand in front of a car, if somebody who is a traffic warden is not wearing the uniform, he just wake, wake up and they have a traffic warden and just goes in, in front of the car, say, hey, stop. They're going to run him over. Why? Because he's not wearing the 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 the, the clothes that make people to know this is who he is but suppose this guy looks so disheveled but he's wearing the attire of a royal ward uh, of a of a traffic warden and he goes to stand in front of a crossroad and puts up his hand 
Do you think people are going to stop and they won't stop? Of course they will stop. Why? Because he's, he's, he represents who? The authority. And how do people know he represents the authority? Because he's donning the attire, right? Of that authority that he represented. That's how they know. So they are not respecting him as a, as a person, whether it's five feet tall or six feet tall or seven feet tall. They're not, that's not what they're respecting. They're respecting the authority behind, behind them, that, that which backs him up. Okay. Now, let's play that into your own context. See, next time you want to pray, next time you want to pray, don't think about yourself. Don't think about, oh, when I say in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, go, that it is you speaking. Just think about that it is Jesus Christ speaking. It is his authority. It's not your authority. So, therefore, when you pray with the master that it is Jesus Christ praying or is the one making that declaration, then you don't have anything to worry about whether it works or it doesn't work because it is not your ego it's not on the line your your image is not on the line it is jesus and all you're just doing is just you're going i pray for you in the name of jesus christ you are just what somebody who is a messenger who is doing the work you've been called to do you are like that traffic warden who's going into uh, in front of the run say hey guys stop the person who backs this traffic warden up is the authority of the state the person who backs up your word when you say in the name of jesus christ and you act like a king that you are is what the authority of the word of god and the blood of jesus that's it that's it really okay so i want you to know that you are royalty there cannot be uh there cannot be reigning in life in in light with the mandate of what god gave us in genesis chapter 1 verse 28 without a knowing that you are a king the second point about dominion that i want to ra ra raise today is this jesus christ already gave you the power over all things he already did what gave you the power over all things. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 19. The Bible says, Listen carefully. I have given you what authority that you now possess. Look at that. You now possess it to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing will in any way harm you. Believe you have the power to rule your own life in this rest of this year. Believe that you have the power to rule your own life the rest of this year he said i have now given you authority to tread on serpent and scorpion he's not talking about physical serpents and scorpions he's talking about anything that is demonic anything that is negative anything that wants to rule you over god said i have given you authority who did he give the authority he gave the authority to you to rule over your own life so don't leave things to fate or what will how, what will be will be don't be like one of those where i say what will be will be what god will allow will allow no god says to you i allow what you allow and I reject what you reject. Remember last week I shared a scripture with you when I said, just I said, I will give you the keys on the kingdom. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And he says, whatever you bind is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is lose in heaven. So he's like saying to you, the keys of the kingdom is by what? Binding what you don't want and losing what you want. That is the key that God has given to you. So don't say, I'm living to God. Whatever God wants will happen. That is not a right way to think. That's not the way kings think. I'm going to explain this to you again. You are a king. You have been given a realm. You say, whatever God wants will happen in my kingdom. No. God give you authority over that kingdom. God says to you, these are the people that I have given to you. Rule over rule over this place. Make them look good. Help them. Beautify them. Grow them up. You say, whatever God wants will happen. That's not it. That is shocking responsibility. God says, you are to rule your own life. Don't shock responsibility. Don't say, what will be, will be. No. What will be, will not be. You make what will be, be under the leadership of the holy ghost 
God has a design and mandate, but you make what will be be by taking your place as a king or uh, as a queen in your own life. Rule your life. So I want you to rise up and take responsibility for your life as you step into the second half of this year. Rise up and take responsibility for your life. No one will do it for you. Galatians chapter 6 verse 5 says, everyone who should take responsibility, personal responsibility for their own lives. So I want you to say with me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I choose this day to be a king or to be a queen over my own life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I choose to be a king and a queen over my own life. I rule by decrees. I rule by decrees. I rule by decrees. I take responsibility for my own life. Say with me, I rule by decrees. I rule by decrees and I take authority over every situation in my own life. I take responsibility for my own life in the name of Jesus Christ. As I round up, I want you to know that we reign as kings in this life by Christ Jesus. That's where I'm going to start with next week. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says, Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king. Look at that. Death reigned as what? King over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. This scripture is so loaded. I'm going to give you a hint so that next week you can come back prepared. I'm going to give you a hint. Go with me to the KJV version of this text, Romans 5, 17. The Bible says, For if by one's, one, one, if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the free gift or the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one jesus christ so you see this text is saying god wants us to reign in this life by who by christ jesus by the finished work of jesus christ by realizing and depending and working with and appropriating what the finished work of jesus christ in our own lives god wants you to reign how do you reign in life under the new covenant by Christ Jesus. You reign by Christ Jesus. But before you can reign, there are two requirements. It says you shall receive what? The abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And you see that word receive. That word receive is called lambano. It means to receive something and appropriate it as your own. It's like if I come to your house and say, oh, I want to give you a gift. If I hand over the gift to you and you refuse to receive it to take possession of it that gift even though it's legally yours i have given it to you it will not benefit you probably yes is it is when you receive lay hold and take it to yourself the grace of god and the righteousness of god that is when you can reign dominate in this life by christ jesus but i'm going to be unpacking that next week for you i'm going to be unpacking that next week for you because there's so much that i have to say here about reigning in life by christ jesus christ using this grace and righteousness we'll be unpacking that next week but for now let us go back to the text let's go back to the text as i round up remember the mandate of creation there are five mandates the last mandate there is dominion and dominion is is is, is, is dominion is from the word domain domain means realm all right so 
dominion is domain and this realm and therefore dominate is to rule over like a king that's why the word dominion here is rodor and it means to rule or reign as a king so you see dominion means to rule or reign as a king romans 5 17 romans 5 17 we read earlier says they shall reign in life shall reign in life in fact other translation says shall reign in life as a king actually in, in the amplified version romans 5 17 says for if because of one man's trespass lapse or offense death reign through that one much more surely with those who receive god's overflowing grace that's unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness that is they are in right standing with god reign as what kings in life so romans 5 17 says you shall reign as kings in life which is another word for dominion so essentially god says you will dominate the realm of life this life not when you get to heaven you will dominate the realm of life by christ jesus through the man jesus christ that's how you dominate but you can say ah, but i've given my life to jesus christ i've been born again for 55 years but i have not been i've not been dominating question is have you received have you received the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness have you received it but you say i've given my life to jesus christ yes i know you have given your life to jesus christ i know you are born again but have you received have you received have you lambano have you lay hold to take it to yourself have you made this salvation this grace of god this righteousness of god have you made it your own by taking possession of it and bring it to yourself and say it is mine how do you rule and reign next week i'm going to talk to you about how to lambano what it means to lambano i'll give you different examples on what lambano means in real life so that when we talk about grace of god and righteousness of god it's not something that you're putting to oh uh, maybe i will have it maybe i don't have it you will not have any doubt in your mind that you have it because it is already yours praise god forevermore hallelujah hallelujah so as we go remember you are a king there cannot be any domination without a knowledge that you are royalty and when you are royalty what do you do you speak out of your mouth with power you speak the bible says Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4 again says where the word of a king is or the word of a queen is or the word of royalty is there is power so as you go out this week be mindful of what you say out of your mouth because your words carry what power and when you say what you want to say out of your mouth the bible says nobody can say unto you what are you doing why they cannot challenge you now remember i'm not talking about physical human being i'm talking their spiritual realm behind any if somebody even somebody in your office uh, upsets you or try to do something or uh, do something bad to you remember it's, you're, we, we're not caught to fight a human being there's somebody behind there's a, a spirit behind that that you need to say i forbid you forbid you in the name of jesus christ and when you are making that decree to say i forbid you or i decree this is going to happen in my life i declare this is happening in my life when you're making those decrees do not look at yourself don't say oh, it is me david is speaking no it's not you it is the word of god the jesus christ behind you who is making those proclamations so and Jesus Christ said i have given you power so say to yourself i have power say with me i have power i have power to dominate everything in my realm say say like you made it i have power to dominate everything in my realm praise god forevermore so as we go into the second half of this year i want you to think like royalty talk like royalty and act like royalty because what you are a child of god 
Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. If you want to give your life to Jesus, I'm just going to call you now. You want to come into this domain of kings. Then this is the day that you don't want to miss it. I want you to say with me, Father, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I give my life to you. I receive you. I lambano you. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I believe you died for me and you were raised on the third day. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Praise God forevermore. If you say that out of your mouth, you believe that in your heart, the Bible says, you are declared saved and i welcome you to the family of my father praise god forevermore father lord i thank you for your children thank you almighty god for those who have given their lives to jesus christ i pray almighty god the blessing of god rest upon them may they almighty god realize who they have become now in christ jesus may they run the race set before them may they win in life by christ jesus thank you heavenly father for the rest of us almighty god who are here lord as we go now father we thank you that you are always with us thank you that this week will usher into us good news upon good news in the mighty name of jesus christ i speak to somebody today that you have been waiting for so long for some miracles the lord says to you there is an abundance of rain coming upon your life in the name of jesus christ i speak to you right now you may have you have pain on, on your leg the healing power of god touches your leg right now in the name of jesus christ thank you heavenly father someone is opening the book and trying to read something you're trying to read a contract the lord will give you wisdom on how to interpret that contract on how to know what to do in the work that you have been given in the mighty name of jesus thank you almighty god lord we give you praise lord we thank you as we go now we thank you that you're with us you will never leave us you never forsake us blessed be your name father in jesus name we pray hallelujah hallelujah please remember go onto amazon and get the book Glory and honor, it will change your life. I'll see you next week. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. We were blessed to have you. We hope to see you again on Wednesday for midweek service at 6 p.m. UK time, morning prayers every Saturday at 6 a.m. UK time, and Sunday service at 8 a.m. UK time. The replay for today's service will premiere on YouTube at 10 a.m. UK time. For love offering, kindly use the bank details on your screen or you can scan the QR code on your screen to give via PayPal. We invite you to join our monthly Practicality of Grace series every first Wednesday of the month. The series features discussions with guests who take your questions and show you how to practically apply God's grace in different areas of your life. You can send your anonymous questions to the live chat on the website at www.thelighthouse.org. That is www.thelighthouse.org. Or you can send an email to lights at thelighthouse.org. Would you like us to pray with you? Kindly click the link that pops up in the live chat and fill the form, or you can visit our website at www.thelighthouse.org and fill the request form. You can now book a counseling or prayer session with Pastor Davis on Calendly. Visit the link on the website or in the description box and follow the instructions to book a session. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok 
on the username that is displayed on the screen. Don't forget to comment, like, and share our messages. Until next time, remain in your identity in Christ Jesus. Why I will praise you. Oh, power.